Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Darren Mercer. He's the CEO of MICT Inc. Good morning, Darren. Morning, Jeff. So, Darren, for those not familiar with MICT, can you just give us a quick overview of the company? Sure, yeah. MICT uh, is a company listed on the NASDAQ exchange that um, has been around for, gosh, I can't know how many years now. My involvement perhaps goes back about three years where we've seen quite a transformation. Uh, and until recently, our focus was exclusively in the fintech arena uh, where we have built very capable, world-class products, I'd almost say, platforms that support different financial instruments in different financial industries. Uh, and until recently, with, a re with an acquisition, which I'll come on to in a moment, um, we had focused in two particular areas, uh, insurance uh, in the Chinese market space uh, and in stock trading uh, and, and payments in other areas of Southeast Asia. We are licensed in Hong Kong, uh, Singapore, and soon to be uh, in one or more other jurisdiction. With regard to where we are today, uh, we have announced our acquisition of a company called Tingo Mobile, a profitable, rapidly expanding agri-fintech platform solution, uh, a business that we are going to hopefully assist them globalize with an amazing platform that they have uh, and replicate in other parts of the world. Okay. And then when is this acquisition anticipated to close? So the closing is anticipated to close on or before uh, 30th of November of this year, which is in about two weeks' time. Okay. And is key management expected to stay with the company? Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, the operational management within Tingo Mobile are, in my opinion, top draw. Uh, and it was very important for all of us uh, that they stayed with the project. Uh, and I'm pleased to say he didn't take too much convincing. We are all of one mindset. We all have the same ambitions together. And that is the business that they had started to build in Nigeria to replicate elsewhere. And what we announced um, a few days ago was the first part of our globalization execution, and that was moving our products, our business model into Ghana. Uh, and um, we hope that that's the first of, of several. Okay. And, and is the acquisition you're making larger than the present business? Oh, it's much larger. It's much larger. Yesterday, Tingo Mobile through Tingo Inc. Uh, announced its revenues, which were very substantial. They were high $200 million dollars. Um, with a pre-tax profit announcement of, I think, of 160.7. So it's a very sizable business, a business that we are hopeful of will grow in Q4 and we'll see considerable growth next year in uh, 2023 and beyond. So with both pieces, assuming things close, how large of an addressable market is it? Oh, it's huge. Firstly, the footprint that is being established in Africa, starting in Nigeria, Ghana, and seem to be other countries we have, and the benefits that their platform brings, because it's important to understand what the ethos of Tingo is all about. 
you know, and that is making a difference towards improving global food supply, which tackles the world's uh, food security crisis that we have at the moment, um, together with um, the empowerment of the farmer, enabling them as a result of introduction and inclusion with financial instruments to increase their crop yields and additionally get better access to the appropriate markets and get better pricing for their produce is that the, the crop yields increase significantly and that provides an opportunity then for farmers to participate in an export model too. Given it's such a large market, um, I, I imagine that there's others going after this. Where do you fit into that competitive landscape? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a difficult question to answer, really. I'm not sure there are many companies around the world do it in the particular way we do. I don't know of many who do it in the same way or anywhere near close to what we do in Africa. Target market is, uh, will be mainland China in due course. A company there that I know um, tackles sort of I can give to that uh, in China would be a company called Pindodo, P-I-D-U-O-D-U-O, which is a huge corporation. Now, at the moment, um, we through Tingo uh, have around nine and a half million farmers. Interestingly enough, we have also announced two subsequent deals, which will get that number up significantly, hopefully, into or approaching 30 million farmers as early as Q1 year. Um, Pindodo have announced in their numbers, and the last figure I think I saw them have, was around 12.5 million farmers. Uh, but it's a huge business. Uh, it's very profitable. But it's, as I said, it has capitalization, I think, today of circa 90 billion U.S. dollars. So do I have it right that you're a U.S. company? MICT is a U.S. company, correct. Okay, and you're doing business predominantly in China and Africa, or you will be, is that correct? China, Southeast Asia, and the African continent, yes. Okay, is this expandable to other continents or countries? For sure. We have a very ambitious, a very exciting mission that we believe we're on to achieve our goals. Uh, I would expect us to move into other parts of the world too. And, and your customers are, are farmers, is that correct? Or, or who are your customers? Yes. Uh, what is important with Singo's model is that parts of Africa where we have been historically is that we work with the cooperatives to ensure that the farmer has access to all of the instruments available that, that we take for granted in parts of the Western world enable him to get as much of his, his harvest to market and not perish before it gets there. And so the cooperatives that we work with with the farmers put a lot of that infrastructure in place. Uh, and as a result, it eases the burden on a number of the food security issues that a lot of countries have. I mentioned earlier that ultimately as particularly into next year, as we develop our export model, um, then we will be looking to the international with our produce. And those customers clearly will. But wherever we expand into, we were, we've done a very significant deal with the Ashanti Kingdom uh, in Ghana. And as a result, that has given us great access to um, 
lots of other produce. And importantly, in, in areas as well, because these aren't staple foods, we don't have the same limitations on what we want to export. Because one of the underlying messages and the underlying commitments that we have made is to ensure that in exporting produce from a country, we don't fall below the threshold of what is required for its own food security of its own people. So how are you reaching all these farmers? What marketing channel? Very good question. We reach the farmers in Nigeria historically, it has been through. Uh, and through our marketing drives locally. We have subsequently announced a very key strategic partnership with AFAN, which is an organization which sits under um, the Nigerian Agricultural Ministry. We announced that deal last week as a target to actually increase our number of farmers from 9.5 million or thereabouts to almost treble that. In Ghana, we have a partnership with the Asian Kingdom and the Cocoa Board we spoke about last week. And again, we'll use local initiatives and local marketing drives with our partners to, to attract those farmers. Okay. So, so the company you're attempting to acquire, do they have the same set of products or, or is there going to be a good cross-marketing opportunity? Uh, there is some cross-marketing opportunity. There are lots of synergistic benefits from a technological development perspective with what we bring to each other. And I think the other thing we do with each other is introduce each respective party uh, to new markets. We think there's a great deal of need for the Tingo suite of products in Southeast Asia, mainland China, and other parts of the world. And some of the markets that Tingo Mobile will enter into will provide new marketplaces for some of the other financial instruments that we have. So does your company or the target company have anything proprietary or is it a matter of know-how and, and scale that'll help you? A proprietary platform that we built, but it takes money. Uh, and local knowledge is very important um, in any marketplace and I think for any company. And I think we bring a wealth of that in Southeast Asia, as they, as Tingo Mobile does through mainland and, and Pan-Africa. So you mentioned you might go into other geographic areas. Um, would that be done by acquisition? Something that I think is a little further out in terms of our, in, uh, and perhaps something that we can talk about again. Um, but there are a number of ways okay. we could those models. Okay, and then how did you? How are you financing um, this potential acquisition? Well, the deal, I think a couple of things needs to be pointed out here. The MIC has a very strong balance sheet with significant cash reserves, uh, and that the Tingo business itself is a very cash generative business. We have financed the acquisition through shares uh, and through two preference convertible notes pausing here because I'm okay and then um, in terms of making money wh what does the revenue model look like and what type of gross margins should you expect well we announced our results yesterday and um, on the MICT businesses very pleasing that um, in the last quarter 
our gross margin increased significantly at 23%. What we will be looking at is um, way for more B2B products, so B2B2C and B2C, which will significantly enhance that margin. From a stock chain, we spoke about the shift we have in a business model, which is more broker as a service, a very high margin business indeed, and um, we can that will become very evident hopefully as we win one or more of those contracts that we are in very detailed and late stage discussions with. Tingo, uh, on the other hand, has a very high gross margin business. Um, they reported for Q3 revenue $290 million or so, um, and with their profit tax and share-based payments of about circa $160 million. So they're very significant. And, and in terms of the, the model itself, is it, is it transactional? Is it recurring revenue? Or, or how does that work? Throughout the group. Okay. Just depends on your product? Yes. Okay. Are there any special currency issues that we should be concerned about, given you're going to be in Southeast Asia and Africa and U.S.? There are restrictions in certain parts of the world in which we deal uh, foreign currency exchange. What, of course, happens is we grow our export business, and they don't apply to Ghana, I hasten, at all. As we grow our business, um, and Grano we expect to be very significant in terms of revenue generation and profitability next year. Export model, all of that will be dollarized in terms of sales. And so any currency issues are completely mitigated. Okay. Well, what's driving the growth? What's, uh, what are some of the key drivers? Ultimately, it's the success of the business model that we have. In Africa and what it's achieved if we it you know the empowerment of farmers through inclusion uh, and increasing their value add is significant is very visible and the increase in production yields and therefore being able to support the food security issues are pretty evident we believe in what we, in what's happening in Nigeria that in does win the Ghanaian contracts where they want to increase food production from circa 19 to around 25% of GDP. And so we think they believe in our model too. And what we bring, it's it's very beneficial to all, from the farmer through to the consumer. This is a little bit outside my realm, so is there anything that you wish I would have asked you that I hadn't asked you? um, I, I think we've covered most of the aspects. Okay. What um, What do you want, before we go, what do you want to uh, leave investors with? Yeah, I, and that is, thank you for that. For me, post 30th of November, which is in a couple of weeks' time now, ICT, which sits there as a micro cap uh, with a relatively low market capitalization, is a company which is going to be very very profitable throughout group level from this quarter, which is Q4 of 2022. And we believe we'll witness very substantial growth in terms of both revenues and profitability in 2023 and beyond. We're in a very strong position to deliver 
regional expansion throughout Africa and globally, including parts of Asia, Southeast Asia, and ultimately Latin America. And I think we are rapidly becoming one of the leading agri-fintech platforms for emerging markets in the world. Well, very good. So, Darren, uh, thank you very much for taking the time and sharing the MICT story. Thank you very much for having